I think it was a year ago, speaking to some people about how, you know, people are graduating high school or they're in the middle of high school and they, the world kind of is kind of really, you know, depending on what area you're, you're in, um, but almost in most, if not all areas, the world uh, becoming a harder place to live in, at least financially. Um, and a lot of children are going through high school and middle school, um, I guess ex- expecting, I don't know if that's the right word, because it sounds like they're being selfish, but I think they're just ignorant. A lot of children um, are being are expecting that they're going to graduate high school, and whatever job they get or whatever um, route they try, uh, they decide to go to, that things will be given to them. Now, I don't mean they don't expect that they have to do work, but for instance, a lot of people that go into any kind of tra- contract work, whether it be landscaping or if it be welding or what have you, a lot of people that aren't in the industry yet that are still in high school expect that those tools are going to be, like, given to them. Meanwhile, my, my friend, he's a diesel mechanic, and he's, like, t- like tens of thousands of dollars in debt on his tools alone, right? So the reason why I bring this up is because you, I feel I could be wrong, but it, look, it seems like that you got a really early start on the hard work, and you almost... You didn't, you expected that you'd have to put in hard work, whereas most people expect that it's going to be more of a, a slide into the rest of your life. Am I making sense? Yes. So when you talk about your friend or whoever it was that said, oh, we'll never get there. And I get, and at the time you're like, ah, whatever, I'm laughing it off, whatever. You are slowly but surely getting to a place where you're going to be better and better. And like you said, you're growing. You're always going to be able to grow. I think that's really cool that you're putting in your dues now, you're only 21, and I would consider you um, someone who's beginning their success. And you might not be in landscaping forever, you might not be doing this forever, but the amount of lessons you've learned on your own from just choosing these decisions is tremendous. So about growth and about what you've already experienced, can you see how much how much have you learned from what you've been doing and how much do you think you're going to bring with you through life? One of the main things uh, to grow the business or the reason why I grow the, grew the business was to, to be able to pay off college. So mm. I'll, I'll kind of slide into that, give you a little bit of story on that. I So I started doing the landscaping, saving up for college. I was going to, I was going to go to John, or I actually ended up going to John Carroll university uh, local in Ohio and I was discerning being a priest, so I want to get into that. That's interesting. We'll get yeah, to that later, sure. though. We'll get to so that. So I'm later. very devout in, in my Catholic faith. I, I definitely like to. I tell a lot of people when I'm around. I'm. I really try to structure my life around faith, family, finance, fitness, friends, freedom, and, and make sure I have fun. So I, I think those are the seven Fs, and um, the first one being faith. So. I like to pray in the morning. I, I like to pray throughout the day before meals, before I go to bed. And and this prayer kind of led me to grow really, really close to the Lord. And I was wanting to pursue, I would often ask questions like, what's the meaning of life? Why are we here? What are, what are we doing? And as I was asking these questions, I woke up the one day and came across a quote. And I can't remember who it was, but it said the sole meaning of, of, of life is to serve humanity. And, and I kind of sat with that. And I thought, what what are some ways I can serve? And and I thought about um, the noble idea of 
being a priest or a pastor or whatnot and, and teaching others the faith. And so I ended up going to Borromeo Seminary um, in the Cleveland area. And as I was going there, I was going to John Carroll. And then uh, the COVID stuff hit, and, and they were doing, uh, they started coring vaccinations, doing masks and all that. And um, it wasn't something I believed in. It wasn't something I wanted to do on top of how much money it was to go to school and, and the value I thought I was getting for my investment, I, I wasn't very satisfied with. Mm. And in order to be a priest, it's eight years of schooling. And I, I wasn't, I'm not very happy with the, um, a lot of the education system and, and how things are ran. Uh, I ended up backing out of that and what they call that is discerning out. Um, so I discerned out of the seminar I left. And in, in the midst of that, I was actually considering, do I go, do I stay in college? Um, I was looking to possibly be getting to wealth management, financial planning. And I talked to my buddy that was going to be a senior. And he, he was just telling me how much time he put in and all the stress it is and, and how, how little information he retained. And, and he, he was upset with the, with the thought of, you know, um, I'm getting ready to get, get in my real estate or um, window washing business and all this stuff that I've learned. I don't know that's going to help me too much. It's been a lot of time and money. And I'm not even going to need this degree to, to grow my business. I'm thinking, well, I want to be a business owner. Um, what's my purpose for being in college? Obviously, I, I'm, a, I'm a big learner. I want to learn. But I thought, well, with the way, thing is, the way things are now, I go on YouTube. I can read all these books that I want for very minimal cost. YouTube free books, few bucks versus tens of thousands of dollars and lots of time and, and stress and learning from teachers that you may not agree with or have the same values. And it just, I guess you'd say to say it wasn't for me. And I, and I talked to people that were, that have been through it and heard, get, got their opinion and ended up coming to the conclusion that I, I wanted to leave, leave college. So I left college, left Borromeo seminary and pursued growing a landscaping business, something that I'd already planted a seed for. So I thought that that'd be the easiest thing to go to having some experience in it. So a very easy startup, low, low expenses. And I had minimal cash in the bank. So that ended up leading me into growing the business. And I definitely takes time. Um, a lot of people, they want instant gratification, um, unless it's cryptocurrency and, and gambling, going and Russian roulette and throwing a hundred thousand dollars down yeah. getting lucky or cryptocurrency and not doing any research and throw your money into Bitcoin. It shoots up to a hundred thousand um, most things you, you have to grind it through and it takes time. And I'm starting to learn that. And definitely with the landscaping, it took three, four five years of, um, not really making much money. Definitely couldn't make a living for myself, but those times are the hardest. And, and that's when a lot of people quit yeah. and, and they're so close to the momentum and, and getting over that hump and they, they don't know it. They, they give up too soon. And, I'm very glad that I kept pushing through, although it can be harder work and um, especially being a business owner, wearing numerous hats and having to, it's, it's a lot of work late nights, um, early mornings, but push through four or five years and now six year and um, things are starting to roll smoothly. A lot of momentum. I haven't, I've done very minimal marketing, but by the quality of our work and, and our service um, for some of you guys, maybe a product people spread the word and, and it gets out there. And like I said, I, I spent very minimal dollars in just handing out flyers or business cards. And, and that was enough by 
doing that, getting clients, those clients just passing on the word about the good work that we do is enough to, to really help the business flourish. Um, and, I, and I guess in the midst of this, the thought hit me that it's not always just about the, the money and, and in business, you, you can do well for yourself if you run things properly and surround yourself with the right people. Um, some people say your, your network is your net worth. Um, yeah, yeah, I've heard that. In addition to that, just I really like to fall back on. I named the the company Sowerscapes. Um, a lot of people say Sowerscapes, but it's uh, Sowerscapes, and I named it that coming out of Borromeo Seminary, being devout in the faith. It's um, after the parable of the sower, and um, it's very simple, but it's out of. It talks about planting your the seeds <laughs> in fertile soil. Um, you can drop some seeds on thorny soil, rocky soil, or, or the fertile soil. And if you drop it on the thor- um, excuse me, the rocky um, soil, it's, it's not going to flourish and grow. But if you plant it in the fertile soil, it's going to grow. And I'm um, just <clears throat> that that story in the Bible goes on to just planting your foundation in Christ. And um, but the long and short of that, a good moral um, today's world is just make sure that you plant your foundation. Um, just like a house, you need a, you need a good foundation, you need a good base. And if you're trying to grow your business or um, get out of the nine to five, it may, it may take some time. You want, you want to make sure that things are structured properly and you, you take things slowly. Um, a lot of companies, they fail when they, when they grow too fast and, and they don't have things put together. They maybe they're, for example, in my business, I could have got a, too many clients too fast and then I'm rushing and doing um, work that, that isn't quality, uh, work that's satisfactory to the, to the client. So um, just make sure that you're taking baby steps and you're taking your time that you're patient with yourself, understand that you need to make the mistakes. And through the, that, I, I mean, I keep going back to the five years I've been in landscaping, um, yeah. maybe seven, eight years now. And it was that five years that things weren't, I was learning a lot. I was failing. I, I really had to get back up. I had to persevere through, I had to be disciplined and and making sure that I, I had a set schedule so I can, all my clients were done in a timely manner and whatnot. Um, and after that, that, those years now, um, after year six, year seven, year eight, um, things, I mean, they're, they're still learning and things are difficult. But you start to become an expert and you start to do things more efficiently and, and, get, and things get easier. And so you really need to persevere and push through those, those starting steps. Um, with whatever it may be, um, starting a podcast, starting a yeah, there's a um, dog walking business. It, it's going to be hard, and you may not yeah. see results in the beginning. But if if you keep pushing through and you stay consistent, um, I'm confident that you could do well if, if you're doing the right things and making the right decisions, and you have the right people guiding you and mentoring you. And that's definitely something I highly recommend: is meeting people in the area that have succeeded. Um, for example, for, I, I need to find a landscaper that has a multi-million dollar business, ask him questions, how he got there, what he did. Mm. And not only ask him, but ask other companies, ask, ask companies that, that failed what they did. So you don't make the same mistakes. So it's not, not only asking people what to do, but understanding what not to do could also be a great benefit. There is so much to pick apart from what you just said. You said, you said a lot and there's a lot to pick apart. And Everything you said, things that I've heard my entire life, and it's interesting and very cool hearing it from someone like you and not someone that's, you know, in their 50s. Uh, it's, 
Yeah, I, I, I spoke with a few people recently about something you touched on and how you it took you five to six years to get to where you are, to get to a, a momentum-based, you know, kind of business style where it's, you don't have to push as hard, but you're still pushing, but now you actually feel like you, you can reap some of the benefits of working as hard as you did over the past few years, you know, you know? Everyone, everyone always thinks in short term because all we know is the this exact moment right now. And I, I think this is the third time I brought this up on this podcast, and I love explaining it this way. Um, I love J.R.R. Tolkien. I, uh, I, I've read The Lord of the Rings. I watched the movies. It's my, it's my thing, right? He explains in the book the reason why humans... Go, and for anyone that doesn't know, there's there's a whole bunch of different species in the Lord of the Rings world. I'm sure you know what Lord of the Rings is, but humans live like the shortest lives. And he says the reason why humans could uh, develop so many technologies and th- the reason why they're taking over the world basically is because they live short lives, so they have to do things now. And I think that was a really good way for that author to explain why humans are so obsessed with progress because life is short and we have to do it now. But people are afraid of hard work because, yeah, like you said, they want instant gratification. And I don't think it's because people are, you know, not doing things correctly. It's not because they're stupid. It's because of the world that's, you know, been built around them. It's social media. It's, you know, the jobs we have, the people we're around. So for you at a young age to be doing this for five to six years and knowing that it's going to be a long-term investment, not a short-term investment, I think that's really telling as to who you are, how you were raised, and what you're interested and passionate about. Um, I think it's really phenomenal what you're doing and why you're doing it. And like I said, there's a lot to pick apart, but I want to go back a little bit. I want to talk more about um, the, you know, your faith and and how did you put it? Uh, your you were what what what's the the school called for uh, going to yeah, the it was a Bormale Seminary and yeah. and they call it discernment or um, it's it's really just working through deciding if if you if you want to be a priest or not. And um, in the Catholic Church, they call it vocations, and um, one vocation could be getting married, one could be being a priest, um, another vocation could be just single life so they they call them vocations and so i was discerning um, my vocation interesting so so you went there in your vocation the one that you were most interested in at the time was to be a priest that's crazy that's like a huge decision yeah definitely it's it's huge because in, in the catholic faith they um they don't allow um, allow you to get married so it's definitely a, a big sacrifice and i guess um, I don't know that I, I wanted to be a priest over getting married because the thought of like, I, I like girls. I, I want to, um, have a family and whatnot, but I guess what was really attractive to me was I was wanting to serve and make a difference in the world. Yes. And, and I just looked at it as a, as a sacrifice. And, and, um, if you know about Christianity, Jesus, he, he died on the cross for our sins, um, save the world. And I'm thinking, well, that was very, um, he's someone I'm really inspired by is, is Jesus. And, um, they call him the, the only perfect human that's walked here with someone. Um, people may argue, um, Mary who, who bore Jesus is someone who's also a very perfect human, but what would you say? What, what, what would you say to that? What's your opinion? Uh, very good question. I, um, it, it's hard, hard to know exactly. Cause, um, we're kind of going off of, of writings from back in the day and yeah, what they said about the different people. But um, I guess we just need to have faith and believe 
Jesus, I definitely believe is perfect. I think, um, I think Mary in order to have Jesus had to be pretty perfect herself. Um, but in in the midst of that though, there's definitely a lot of, um, sin. And I, I guess what I was going to go to before you asked me that was a lot of people are inspired by people like Bill Gates or Warren Buffett that have a lot of money in the world. And, um, as I'm inspired by like what they did, um, but someone I was really looking up to was, was Jesus. And so that's kind of what um, gave me the idea of like, what did Jesus do? He didn't, he didn't get married. He lived a life of sacrifice to serve others. Um, he, he was working miracles and, and saving people's lives. He, he did a lot of crazy things and it was all selflessness and, and love. And so that's kind of what, what I was thinking about with the idea of being a priest. They don't get married like, like Jesus didn't get married. Um, it's a very selfless um vocation or job yes. or whatever you want to call it. And, and it's, and it's giving back and it, and it's a way to, to spread the gospel about Jesus. And, um, a lot of us can get caught up in materialistic goods, money, um, riches, cars, nice laptop, nice phone, nice house. Um, but the reality of it is life is short and they would teach you at the at Bormel seminary school, Memento Mori, um, and, and like remembering your death, I believe that um, is Latin for remember your death. If I remember correctly, mm-hmm. don't quote me on that, but um, remember your death and how tomorrow is not promised. And when we die, we don't take those materialistic goods with us. Um, so just that thought hit me and it's like, well, if we can't take these materialistic goods, like I can't take my business, I can't take my, my nice lawn mowers or truck and that with me, what good are these things? Like, let's put our time towards something that's an important or something that's of eternity. And me being Christian, um, Roman Catholic, I, um, like I said, I believe Jesus died on the cross and, and I believe in heaven and eternity. So I'm not only inve- wanting to invest time and, in, and in having a, a good, good life on this earth, but wanting to make sure that I'm setting my foundation for, um, for the day of judgment. When I, when I, um, like, I believe I, you die, you, you go to the day of judgment and Jesus so I was like, hey, you followed my commands in, in the Bible, um, or, or you sounds didn't. hypocritical. This sounds like untrue, but from the people I've met, it is true. People are trying not to live a materialistic life. They want, they desperately want a life full of, you know, love, a life full of family, a life full of things that aren't tangible, but that you could feel in your heart. And it's one of the reasons why I think, you know, I think religion's actually making a resurgence um, in, you know, at least in this country. I mean, like, it's all over social media. It's all over, um, like, different apps. And that's actually surprising to me because, you know, as I got older, people were, you know, going away from religion. And I, and, and that happens sometimes and, and when people uh, become more materialistic. But for some reason, I don't know what it is, but people are getting more connected to faith, which I think is really cool, I think. You know, people that hold faith, uh, I think statistically speaking at least, tend to be more happy than those who don't have a faith. So it's cool, though, that people who don't have faith and people who do have faith both want the same things, but they're trying to get it in a different way. I think that's really, really cool. Amen. (laughs) No, talking to you, it, it it hit me, and I wanted to share something, but I was observing people around me, and seeing a lot of people that are happy and joyful and they had a glow in their eyes. And, um, I'm like, man, I want to be like that. I, I want what they have. And, um, later down the road, 
I ended up finding out that all these people that I was, that I was running into, they had these glow in their eyes. that were very joyful, excited people um, that had a burning um, passion for, for life and, and giving to others and that they, um, not everybody, it's not everybody, but um, they're often Christians. And so it, it really made the faith more attractive to me and diving deeper in the faith and getting to know more about these Christians and, and how they live and what they do. Um, but I, I also don't want that to downplay anybody that's not Christian. I understand everybody has different beliefs. Um, people believe in what you might say, like the universe and whatnot, and um, they're spiritual. They're not very religious. And, and I greatly respect um, different people's viewpoints and how, how we're raised is, and, and what we know. Um, but you, we can be good people, um, whether we're Christian or not. Yes. And, um, but it's, it, I've definitely found the diving deeper in, into my um, Christian faith. It's helped me to, um, grow in holiness and, and grow, but I, I believe to be a better man, a man of virtue, um, a man of patience and, and love and trying to be more kind. And obviously I'm, I'm not perfect and I'm still looking to reach every day, but I think it, I think it helped me to improve from where I was um, a few years ago when I, I wasn't as um, devout in the faith or didn't know as much about the faith. I think a lot of what you said, too, and like I said, from my perspective, everyone wants the same thing. They're just finding a different way to get it. Um, a lot of what you said, and I've said this several times on this podcast, and you know, honestly, people might start getting annoyed with me, but a, a lot of what you said sounds like Buddhism. And now people... All religions, because so I I I read the entire Bible, um, and now I'm going to be moving on to the Quran, and then I want to, uh, you know, and Buddhism is not a religion; it's a lifestyle. But I'm going to read read books on Buddhism. Like, I'm going to all the places because because it interests me, right? And aside from reading, I've done a lot of I've listened to a lot of podcasts, a lot of like monks, and I and I've learned about a lot about Buddhism. And it's funny how one of the main things, if not one of the only main thing in Buddhism is to let go of worldly desires, to let go of the materialistic world. And by doing that, you you will become enlightened, like truly happy. And I think Buddhism is a really good bridge between religions because Buddhism isn't a religion. It's a lifestyle. So it's not something you have to say, oh, I'm Buddhist. That just means, like, I choose to live my life like this. I can be a Christian and still have Buddhist beliefs from a certain point of view. I don't, I don't want people to get too angry at me. But it's cool how you said that you won't bring your truck with you. You won't bring your lawnmower with you. You're not going to bring, you know, any of your belongings with you. You're going to bring, you know, the man that you grew up to be. You're going you're gonna to bring your virtues. You're going to bring the things that you value internally. That's going with you. And that is very, very Buddhist. And the reason why I'm saying all this, this guy kind of said it before. Everyone wants the same things. And almost all religions want the same things. But everyone is doing it a different way. So for you, Derek, to say that you are finding, I know you didn't say this verbatim, but for you to say you're finding your way and by making your faith stronger, you're, you're, you're getting into a better place, you're learning more about yourself, you're becoming happier, and seeing other Christians and they're really happy, yet also saying all other religions, if you're finding happiness in them, hell yeah, go for it. I think that's really cool because a lot of people are afraid of other religions. So, like, good on you for being, like, as long as you're finding happiness and not hurting people, I think that's a good thing. Definitely. And that's huge that you bring that up. But, no, most of us are, are desiring something greater than, than the materialistic worlds you brought up a few times. And um, it, it brought me to a thought that hit me, and I, I was pondering it for 
for years throughout high school. Um, do I try to find a job that, that makes me a ton, ton of money or do I find a job that, that I love? And, and I'm starting to figure out and, and hear from different people that agree with me that um, find something that you're passionate about, something you'll love and the money will come. Um, so I stopped thinking about the landscaping. It's yeah, there, it's, it's not very complex, but it's something I like. It's, it's something I'm passionate about, something I'm, I'm very um, into and, and, and I'm, I'm starting to see where, where the money's coming. There's more momentum just by doing something I love. And I'm, I'm willing to put everything forth that I need to, to, to make things work. And you're good at it too. You're good at what you do. I, when I would text you or try to call you or something and like, you'd either text me at like 5 AM or like 10 PM because you're so busy. I'm like this, this guy is crazy. You're good at what you do. And I think that helps you a lot in actually doing it. There's, um, there's a way I, I, I ask people this question or I tell people if, you, if you're struggling to find what you want to do in life, you got to ask yourself this question. And what I do is, is you make it binary and you only give yourself two options. And here it is. You say, would you rather make life worth it or make life possible, right? So Derek, you're making life possible. You're a landscaper. People couldn't, you know, live their daily lives unless they had people landscaping they that it's it's needed that's what you do you make life possible a doctor makes life possible someone who lays tar makes life possible okay that's one make life worth it that might be you know an actor an artist um uh, a sportsman you know anyone that is entertaining people or anyone that's making people feel good it could even be a teacher who does makes life possible and makes life worth it so if you ask yourself Okay, do I want to make life worth it or possible? It makes it easier to find out what you want to do. And then to add on to what you said, I also heard this quote where it's like, instead of choosing a career, choose a mission, right? So if you can choose a mission, then you will find a career very, very easy. And I think that's kind of what you've done. But also, before you said how, you know, you'd, you would have liked to start a family and, and now you're engaged, I think... Some people, including myself, I have a really bad relationship with this, but including myself, some people will desire to find purpose in their career and they forget that they can find purpose in other things, whether that be family or love or, you know, helping other people. So when I, when I see you doing what you're doing, I feel like you're, you're on the right track because not only have you put in work, put in a lot of work to get to where you are. You're choosing things where that you can give back. You're, you know, you've, you've fallen in love. I, and you're surrounding your life around your faith, which makes you happy as an individual. I think a lot of people can learn from your lifestyle. And yes, you're still young. There's decades worth of time for you to make millions of mistakes. But, I, I, you know, I got to say, I, you're, you're doing, on paper, I don't know what your life is like behind the scenes, but on paper... You you know you're doing things you're doing things right and you know I think that's your life and your outlook is a very attractive thing so I I don't really I'm not really asking a question I'm kind of just saying that like, it's crazy that you're in this position uh, I I stop to think we we're talking about the faith and the things and um like I said faith family finance fitness friends whatever I, I really try to structure my life around that and so every every night before um, I go to bed or throughout the day I'll I really like to to recap on um, faith that I, did I pray today? So I, I like to pray family. Did I talk to family? Did I eat dinner with them? Did I spend time with them? 
yeah. finance? Was I working on the business? Was I, um, did I have an income that, that day? Or did, how were the numbers? Um, fitness, making sure, um, go to the gym. If I couldn't get to the gym doing push-ups and sit-ups um, before I go to bed, friends, did I, did I text a, a friend or even if it's someone I haven't talked to in a while, reaching out to them, seeing, seeing how your friends are doing, staying connected. I'm really a big person on networking and making connections. Um, freedom is another one of the Fs. That one is very, um, I, personally, I think it's very prevalent in today's world. Um, and with a lot of the, the mask mandates and whatnot, I, mm-hmm. well, <clears throat> I, I don't, I don't believe a lot of these things should be forced upon people. Um, for example, vaccine. And I, obviously I know we have, we have our own p- and opinions. I don't want this mm-hmm. to, to turn you away, but I no, no, am you, a believer you, that we, we you should could be able not to turn me away. Derek, nothing you could say could turn me away. Oh no. I was, I was just saying, I, I, I'm a big believer in, in freedoms and being able mm-hmm. to choose these different things. I don't think they should be forced upon us. So I'm not very happy with that. And, mm-hmm. um, I definitely see it in a lot in today's world. So I, that freedom end, um, for example, if it, if it said masks are required in the store, um, I would often practice my freedom by being the one to stand up and say, I'm not going to do that. And going into stores, not wearing a mask. And if they say, Hey, sir, you have to wear a mask. I'm going to say, okay, then you're not going to have my business because I'm, I'm not going to do that. It's not something I'm for, um, it's something I'm against. So I, that was, it was definitely nice because last couple of years I'm like, okay, how do I practice freedom? Um, I'm living in America. I'm, I'm, I'm free, but lately I've, I've seen a lot of things go on where it's like, okay, are we free? Why are they, why are we getting arrested if we're not wearing, wearing a mask, for example? Um, and it's just things like that, that, um, I wish we could be practical and, um, use our heads as, as to what, what's a good decision, what's not a good decision. Um, so that's kind of the freedom ended things. I don't want to get too, too much into politics, but, um, fun is the last one in the midst of a busy world and, um, running business and, and stress and anxiety and, um, issues going on around us, uncertainty, um, the unknown and whatnot. We, we get worried and, um, I think it's good to often, whether it be a hobby, something we like to do, um, do something that's fun, video games, I don't know, whatever you, you do, um, just to get away from things and, mm-hmm. Um, chill out, relax, lay back, and, and enjoy life a little bit. It, as we're mentioning, it's short. Um, let's make it sweet. So I really try to touch no, base good. on these different apps. Um, and the, the other thing, it's it's along the similar lines, but I'd like to say work on mind, body, spirit. Um, mind, re- try to read throughout the day, learn something new. Um, believe it or not, if we just stop and reflect at the end of the day, whether we tried to learn something new, we, we probably learned something new. Uh, mind body that would go with the fitness under the F's and spirit we go with um, for me, the faith under the F's. So that kind of ties in, but um, as I, some people say, a lot of these different things I, I get from podcasts or reading books and whatnot, but um, readers are leaders on um, the importance of reading and growing in knowledge. Leaders. Wow. Um, I do want to, I feel like a lot of people would yell at me if I didn't talk about this. Um, a lot of what you said, I, I agree with you. Um, you're right. I, I don't want to get, I, I personally think politics is, is, is fun. Um, <laughs> but I don't really, I don't really have too much of, an, of a disagreement with you. I don't care what you do as an individual. The only, when, when the, the mask thing came around, I, I wore my mask cause it wasn't hard to do. Like I was like, all right, whatever. Sure. Cause at that point we didn't really know what was happening. So I, I wore my mask cause I thought I was protecting other people. Um, and then I, st- 
I don't know what like cause I don't know what the science is anymore because like it, with confirmation bias you can look something up and find something that's like yep you're right no matter what side you're on. Um, so personally, I don't I don't personally care if somebody's wearing a mask or not, but if someone wants me to, I will. However, I do not agree with these vaccine mandates anywhere on the planet. I think that's scary, and you know what I don't I haven't seen it in America, but. There's a video coming out out of there's many videos coming out of Australia the shit that's going on there. I mean, right. I, I watched a video where they arrested a woman for not wearing a mask. That's weird, and she was outside. As far as I know, I don't know if all the context was there, but it was so weird. And so, I although, although I agree with if someone asks me, you know, not like a like a government official, but if like Derek was like, hey, um. You, you're invited to my house, but uh, can you just put a mask on? Like, my 98-year-old grandmother's here, and we got to be careful. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll, absolutely. But if if a government is telling me I have to, you know, inject myself, I'm a little scared. I'll get vaccinated for things, absolutely. But um, because of all the politics around it and because of the general distrust in government, it's scary, you know? So I don't really know what to do. I don't... My, my opinion is not complete. My opinion changes every day because I'm a human being. But right now, that's where I stand, so I get that. Um, But, ah, fucking, I lost my train. I thought I know where I was going with that. Anyway, um, yeah, that shit's scary. So, so I, I understand um, your opinion on that. And then the fitness is very interesting. I, I You're already a landscaper, and you're, and you're, you know, working out, too. So, I'm like, when you're 35, either your body's going to be super healthy or your body's going to be screaming in pain. It's, 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 it's going to be one or the other. Um, I, I hope it's, it's really healthy. And I, um, I argued with one of my sisters for a little bit that I'm um, working out was, was better than diet, but I think, I think diet's definitely important too. Um, I didn't do the best job over the summer when I was working. I'm like, man, I'm burning so many calories. If I have some dessert or whatnot, it's not going to kill me. And, um, I'd be working so much. I, I, I'm so focused on the work. I'd skip lunch and whatnot. So that wasn't very healthy. I, I, I don't encourage that, Jeez. but definitely, um, I definitely want to encourage healthy diets. Um, if you're eating a healthy diet, I mean, you may not even need to work out, but obviously it's best if you have a good diet and yeah. you're working out, but. God, it's going to be so funny though, when you're going to turn 30 or 35 or whatever, and you're going to be like, Oh, I get it. I've been I've been doing this while I was young, and I'm not young anymore. This sucks. But hopefully by then you'll 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 be able to hire employees or something because that that'd be rough. Um, but yeah, I agree. I I'm very I was very fitness oriented growing up, and I still am. I've had to take a back seat though because I have to do this podcast and a lot of things. My girlfriend, she is a crazy person. She works out all the time. Like I mean, you should see a picture of her. She's she's shredded. It's it's like what the hell, you know. It's it's kind of scary, but she's awesome. Um, so very fitness oriented. I think it's very important. Of course, diet is important too. I have a horrible diet. I don't work out right now, so I'm not really winning in any of those areas. But uh, at least one of us is, I guess. <laughs> um. So, I wanna I wanna continue with uh. So I actually really I really like where where this is going, and I, and, I, and I like talking about faith. I like talking about religion because it's it's no one knows. It, you either choose to believe um, or you choose not to believe. And I like how, you know, your lifestyle seems very positive. It seems very proactive. Discipline. You used that word before. I really like the word discipline. I 
And like I keep saying, not a lot of people are like you or not a lot of people are, are, are ready to be someone like you. But there's something you said uh, a while ago, I think in the beginning, how if you stick with it, you're going to, you know, get something out of it. And I always say this. All business, and not just business, almost everything in life is a battle of attrition. So the longer you stay in something, the more likely it is that you're going to succeed. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. So long term, where do you see this business going? Definitely. So I, I really see this as um, as a basis, a foundation to kind of build the bank account, save up. And um, whether I stick with this and, and start hiring people, because like you mentioned, 30, 40 years from now, I'm probably not going to want to be digging holes or nope. cutting grass and whatnot. And um, it's, it's very hard on the body. So I'd really like to use this as an avenue to hopefully get more into real estate investing or um, I'm even open to getting more into the knowledge business such as yourself when it comes to podcasts or maybe writing books or mm-hmm. um, getting getting my name out there and speaking or something down the road. Um, definitely sounds attractive to me. Um, I, I like to spread the word and help others, but I want to make sure that I'm learning and creating the foundation first um, before I'm mentoring and, and training others. And so I, I guess it's, it's really just a foundation to try to work my way into something um, that can be either more passive or something that's not as hard on my body. Um, but I definitely like to do this maybe five, 10 years while I'm, um, 20 to 30, um, to really just build the foundation and, um, save up and move out and whatnot and get in a comfortable lifestyle where I'm a little bit more independent and away from my parents. Yeah. So you said you'd, uh, you'd want to speak. What do you mean? Yeah. Speaking, I, I guess I'm just thinking get, getting out there on stages and, and talking to people. Um, really? maybe like motivational speaker potentially. Wow. How long have you had an interest in that? Um, I, I guess around the end of high school is kind of when I started to hit that area. I started to listen to a lot of people wanting uh-huh. to, to make something of myself and, and get motivated. I'd listen to different people and I thought, man, that'd be pretty cool to, to share that and, and to, to help others grow. And I, I talk about love and being selfless and, and sharing and giving, giving back. I, it's a good opportunity to give back. A lot of people taught me. I've learned a lot, and um, I think it'd be cool to be able to, to teach others what I've learned throughout throughout the years. By the time I'm 30, hopefully, hopefully I have some uh, some gold nuggets in my back pocket to, to share with some people. Well, I mean, like, you're already doing it now. You're doing it with me, and for anyone that's listening, I mean, like, when this episode goes out, just share it on your stuff, and people are going to listen. I, I think a lot of what you said is very valuable, so I you're doing it now. Um, that's cool. That's cool. I think speaking is a lot of fun. I think speaking is really cool, and if you're good at it, you should definitely do it. It is hard getting paid to do that, though. So un- unless it's only a passion thing, um, you're probably not going to see much money from that. Unless you do the other thing you said, whereas you write a book. What would you write a book about? Right. So one thing I actually thought about was um, writing a book about <clears> – <throat> it's a camera – I. I, I had three different names. So I can't remember all the different names. I wrote them down. One was the the great realization. Um, but it, it was just about seeing Christ throughout my life and, and the different, mm. I guess you could say miracles. Um, I'll, I'll just go on to a short example, but I've throughout the last four years of my life, I guess I've, I've seen things that people be like, wow, that's a coincidence. And I, I slowly but surely I'm starting to say more, wow, that was like a divine incidence. Um, for example, I do landscaping, so I'll give an example of this. But um, I've never. All right, I'll, I'll start here. So I, I was going somewhere to get a to buy a mower, um, a zero turn mower, and I go and meet the guy, and, I, and I'm like, you know what? I don't really want the zero turn mower, and, um, and I'm like, do you have anything else to offer here? 
I was I was actually thinking like about buying a chainsaw potentially within that same week. Here I go there for uh, for a mower, and the guy ended up having chainsaw. So I, huh, wow, I didn't come here for a for um for a chainsaw, but they ended up get having them there, and I ended up buying it. Um, like I said, never done any chainsaw work. I've never had any people ask me about chainsaw work, but the, the next day comes around and I, I get a ring on the phone and the lady calls it's like, Hey Derek, um, I, I have some of my yards. wondering if, if you're able to, to cut up with me, do you have a chainsaw? I'm like, huh, that is so funny. Um, the other day I went to go get a lawnmower and, um, <laughs> randomly the guy ended up having a couple chainsaws and I ended up getting one yesterday. He's like, oh yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to, to get your quote. So I go and do that, get her a quote. Um, a couple of days go by, I, so I help her out. Someone else calls me. And they're like, hey, Derek, do you have a chainsaw? I need, I need some help um, cutting a tree off. That's crazy. Um, I say a tree, it may have been a bush or something. But um, so I go over there and I help her out. But I, I just think it's really funny because Lord provides with the tools we need to get the jobs done. Like I said, I um, this was like maybe three years into landscaping. I'd never had anybody ask me about doing tree work or using a chainsaw. I go somewhere to buy a lawnmower. The guy has a chainsaw. I buy it. It was not my intention. It was unexpected. And little did I know that that same week, the first two people would reach out to me and ask me if I had a chainsaw and needed it. I'm like, what are the odds? You know, yeah. something like that. It, it, it opens my eyes. Like the odds are, are very minuscule. I've been doing landscaping again, three years. You can do the math times 365 days. Well, I guess I, in the winter, I'm not, doing the, the cleanup work over in Ohio with a lot of snow by Lake Erie. But um, I just see that as like a divine instance or like I said, many people call it a coincidence. Like what are the odds that I'd run into that chainsaw randomly and people would ha- ask me to do chainsaw work right after I bought it. Um, so, instances like this have happened. I don't know. I, I, I took a journal now where I, something that when things like this come across to me, I've written down, she's 200, 300 things. And it's, um, different stories like that like pretty much what are the odds um and, and yeah. i think it'd be cool to write the book um pertain to something throughout my life and my experiences of um when people say that was a coincidence i, I i'm writing down all my um coincidences and what like i said what i believe to be um divine instances and, and lord guiding throughout my life and um preparing me and providing me with what i need to to go about my day and help others and in this in this little short story I gave you, I got a chainsaw. I was able to help a couple people right after I bought it. And I thought that was pretty cool. And so something like that, I, I think could be something I'd like to write about. Um, if not that, just um, a book of wisdom. And um, I like to take notes whenever I talk to people on any um, talks I go to seminars, podcasts, whatever it may be. I have a journal of um, the wisest words that I come across. Anything I think is, like, wow, that hit me. I think that was pretty wise. I, I like those, um, that word, that quote. I put it in in my notes, and I think that combining everything that I've learned and, and taking all those words of wisdom and putting them um, together in, in a book, I think that that would be great. And um, I know some people have done it um, to different extents, but I, I think between those those couple ideas or a couple things I may want to write about, um, value and, and different things I've learned, um, wisdom, um, teaching others, um, so they can speed their lives along instead of having to, to live 20 to 30 or 30 years, like, um, Lord willing, I, I live and, and having to learn stuff. I'd like to teach them in, 
And if you sit down and read this book in eight hours, you can, you can have third years of knowledge. Um, that there's a lot of books out there like that. And, and I, I'd really like to kind of add to the collection, see if I can do something with it and um, get an audience and teach people. There's, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of books, like a lot of self-help books, a lot of spiritual books, a lot of, you know, you know, lifestyle books. Um, the, one of the ones I uh, recommend the most often is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. It's, he's a, he's a Jew that survived Auschwitz. It's very interesting. Very, very good book. But, um, perhaps you can give me your opinion on something then, because I, I like how you, you explained how, in a very small way, you you felt like you experienced some kind of divinity, um, and and that's one of them. I'm sure a lot. I, the reason why I have a, how do I put this? When I when I speak with people like off air, and I and I, and I talk about you know life and and you know spirits and religion and you know the galaxy, the universe, and you know all that stuff. I have a hard time connecting with a lot of things, and although. I read the entire Bible. There's a lot of things I still have a hard time connecting with. There's a lot of things I'd like to believe are true. A lot of things I'd like to be real. And a lot of things I'd like to happen. But I've never experienced any form of divinity. I've never experienced any form of, oh my gosh, like that shouldn't have happened. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. that what, that's amazing. Like, I've never experienced any kind of divinity. Nothing from, uh, you know, whether it be... Um, a god i've never experienced anything that's like really ghostly or any like i've experienced nothing 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 not even like in my heart like i've never really experienced like oh wow looking back that's crazy and you know i feel like i'm getting to a point of life where that's that might be starting to change i feel like um i'm slowly getting to a place where whether it be you know god the universe or whatever whatever if there is a thing that created us all whatever it is Perhaps it's starting to enter my life. I'm not sure, though, and I'd, I'd like it to be true. But I, I've never experienced divinity. So it kind of upsets me and makes me angry in a very passive way. Like, I'm not open with it. it makes me kind of angry when people are like, oh, this this happened or that happened. I'm like, God damn it. Like, I, I wish that happened to me. What the fuck? So, and excuse my language, but... So perhaps I'd like I'd like I'd like your opinion on that. What would you say to someone, even if it's like, oh well, I'd I'd have them read my book or something. What would you say to someone that's never experienced any form of divinity? What, what steps can they take to to feel attached to the world? That's a great question, and um, I'm going to make an analogy to the to the landscaping business of, um, just like it takes time to grow a business, grow it properly, and create the foundation. Um, is, is just like a relationship. It, relationships take time and, and you need to, to grow and nurture that relationship. You need to put time into that relationship. You, um, if it's your significant other, calling them on the phone in the evenings, calling them daily, going out on dates with them. Um, that's the same relationship that I, I like to um, share with in my faith, Jesus. Um, in order to, to grow in, in faith and to grow in holiness, I, I believe that we need to, to be, be, for me, it would be Jesus, close to the creator, close to him. And, and um, I, I grow close to to who I believe to be the creator of the universe um, by, by praying and talking. Um, we can all have a personal relationship. And 
<laughs> the reality is he, he wants to grow in a relationship with, with you, with, with all each and every one of us. Um, and so I, th- that's how I, um, those are my, that would be one, one of the steps is just, um, stopping and praying whether you believe it or not. Um, just talking to, um, the universe, Jesus, whatever you might believe in and some, talking to, to something greater and above. And, um, you may be struck by something you may not be, but I think in, in, in doing this consistently, um, like I, I really started to grow more devout my faith in middle school around the time I grew my business. Um, so it's been five, six years. I've really been pursuing my faith and it, it took many years. It, it didn't happen overnight. I had many doubts. Um, sometimes I'd pray and it was just like, am I wasting my time? Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I really just doubts and, and wondering, is, is this true? Um, is this not, um, you, you guys, I'd like you guys to, um, maybe research the, the shroud of Turin. Um, just a very, that was a very miraculous, um, divine instance with, with Jesus and, and this, um, and the cloth and how scientists can't explain it. Um, I don't want to, I think I know what you're talking about. Podcast I, about that. No, what was I, think, that? I think I know, is that the, the cloth they laid on his body? It is. Yeah. Yep, I know about that. Laid. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind if you talked about it. It's actually, and I'm sorry for interrupting you. I remember no. learning something about that where it's like, yeah, you see like these these marks on this cloth where, where it shows like where a body would be. There's no way for that to happen like that long ago. We have no idea how this happened. That shit's fucking crazy. That's that's <laughs> awesome. That kind of gives me the chills. Like I just got to, my room's really, it's really hot in here, so I just got a heat flash, not the chills, but that's that's definitely something worth, you know, talking about, but I understand. That's weird. Go on. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. No, it's definitely, um, I'd like to learn more about it. I can't remember all the scientific terms they use and whatnot, but um, simplified is what, yeah, it was the cloth that they put over Jesus and and they um, were able to find that um, they say Jesus was crucified and and they say that this was, um, this this cloth was from like, I guess, European area or something Mm -hmm. and where Jesus was, it was was from that area and, and it had, blood marks where, where the hands were and the feet. And it said that this body that was under the cloth was scourged um, and whipped, beaten very badly. And um, long and short, it lined up with all the stories in the yeah. Bible, this cloth. And, um, and it, it, this, this is something that, that helps me to, to better believe um, in the midst of uh, my faith and doubts. Um, but yeah, to, to further go on to your question, it's really just um, about uh, growing and growing in the faith and growing in holiness and, um, not not coming across any divine incidents. It's just if if you're close to the to Jesus the Creator and you're you're nurturing that relationship, and and you you you've nurtured that relationship for a couple of years. Um, it may not happen in the first year, it may not happen in a few months, but every day consistently, you're you're trying to grow closer to um something greater. I think that um you'll slowly start to see it and and, and start to believe it. And now t- throughout my daily lives, when I come across um, like I said, I, what I believe to be divine instance, set of coincidences. Um, if you know, Jesus, you can better receive Jesus. Um, or if you know, um, whatever you might believe in, I, you start to, um, you can, you can see it better. You can, you have a better understanding for it. Um, so I, that's my take on it. And hopefully that helps. Um, no, to an extent. I mean, like, that's what a lot of people say to me. I, a lot of people say, well, you know, Keep doing what you're doing. Keep you know. Keep talking. Whether it be you know, you want to talk to the planet. You want to talk to a god. You want to, you know, if you believe in something no one else believes in, whatever it is, just 
keep doing it. I I have a I think that a lot of the things really don't work unless you truly believe in it. And then that th- that all g- goes into the conversation of well, if nothing works unless you believe in it, perhaps it's not that there's a god, but you have the ability to alter the world around you by believing in it. So it it goes into a whole you know pool of different thoughts, but one ideology, and I'm kind of going to go pedal back a little bit about uh, you know, Jesus and Jesus and stuff. Is that one ideology that I learned from somebody by doing this podcast? Actually, he was saying, you know, what if? And he he's learned this from other people, but he said, you know, what if that Jesus was just a regular person? The only difference between him and us is that he realized that, and and take all this with a grain of salt, everyone. My please, my gosh. But he was saying, what if the only reason why Jesus had any kind of power, the only reason why Jesus um, called himself the son of God, or the reason why he, had, he was connected to God more than anyone else, or whatever it is, is because he was a normal human being, but he realized, he had an epiphany, that God is within all of us, which would then make him God as an individual. And so he kind of enlightened himself and was like, wait a second, we are all the same person. And that's a cool perspective, thinking that we God is us and we are God. I think that'd be really cool. And that's, so that's one perspective on Jesus. Um, and what's also cool about the Bible and what's also cool about, you know, the Quran and, and a lot of the religious texts when you're talking about the cloth that was laid out of the body. You read these books and it, and it talks about landmarks and it talks about locations. And you can go see these things in real life. Like when I was reading the Old Testament, it was talking about, you know, the wall that they built. Or, so, or you, can, you can go and look at the house Abraham lived in. So it's like weird. It's like that stuff actually existed. A lot of people think the Bible was all, you know, fiction. They, they, they made it up. But whether or not some parts might be embellished, this stuff really actually existed. And that's that blows some people's minds that don't realize that. Um, and that kind of, that gives me the chills. That, that is why I think it's cool. Is that, sure, maybe they may have said things incorrectly. They may have embellished. They may have, you know overblown the way things actually happened. Or maybe they underdid it. Who knows? Or maybe they weren't intelligent enough at the time to really explain it through writing. Um, And also because of all the translations, who knows what got lost. But the fact that the things that they wrote in a book written thousands of years ago, um, you can go actually still see those standing structures. That blows my mind. That blows my mind. In the midst of this conversation, just a couple thoughts of the word impossible hit me in. A lot of you guys have heard it before and maybe cliche, but um, people say it's impossible until someone does it kind of made me think of the thought of belief and, and it's, it's very difficult to believe this or believe that, or that's impossible. This is impossible, but um, just understanding, keeping open mind that um, a lot of things can happen. A lot of things can be possible and can be done. Um, for example, like who would have thought that we'd be on a, on a, talking right now through yeah. the video chat yeah. <laughs> states away hours away you know yeah. um and, and then again with that the impossible word the, the thought of um in the word impossible is impossible i'm sure a lot of you have heard that again it may be cliche but for those of you who have ha- that haven't maybe you, know, you mark that down in your notes i think that's pretty cool yeah i always <laughs> not to be facetious but sometimes i make a joke about uh when people say nothing's impossible i say well, you've clearly never never tried to staple water to a tree because that's literally impossible. 
But <laughs> um, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, like, you know what I do that? I probably put the water in a ziploc bag. No, that doesn't count. People have said that. People have said that to me. They're like, "Oh, what do you put in a ziploc bag?" No, it doesn't count. Like, oh, what if I make it ice? I'm like, no, that doesn't count. Like, it has to be liquid. It has to be liquid water, asshole. Yeah, very funny. Yeah, but no, people people said that to me. Um. That's like the only thing I could think of though. That's like definitively impossible. I can't. I try to think of some other things. I'm sure there's millions of things that are like literally impossible when you go break down the science. But I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's like a year ago. So this podcast has is like a year and a month old now. And a year ago, while I was building the podcast studio, I was you know I had all my tools. I was getting everything ready. Um. You know, when we're talking about battle of attrition, about the longer you do something, the more successful it's going to be. I don't know if I actually thought I was going to get this far. And I'm not super far. Like, I don't get paid for doing this yet. And who knows if I ever will. But it's very easy to, to quit things. And I did quit, like, five or six YouTube channels before I did this. And I think it's just a matter of finding the right thing. Now, it's going to be hard if I eventually have to stop doing this because eventually... I had to put survival over, you know, fun. Um, the, I mean, like, that's a different conversation. But practically speaking, I'd have to put survival over fun. And I might not be able to do this eventually um, if it doesn't, you know, become something different. And I think it's interesting how you went through the same thing, where it's not so much that you couldn't survive in any path you went through, um, but on your inside, whether, whether it be because... You know, you were like, oh, should I, should I get married? Should I be a priest? Should I go to college? Should I do business or whatever? And you landed on this, and it's worked out for you so far. I think you are finding a way to survive and finding a way to enjoy life. So a year ago when I was making this podcast studio, I wouldn't have ever guessed I'd be speaking to somebody who went to St. Benedict's in Ohio, the same school my entire family has ties to, you know, my, the, the, uh, somebody who's going to be a priest. Meanwhile, my grandfather, who, who's passed away like 22 years ago, but he, who was going to be a priest and his wife, it was not his wife yet, was going to be a nun. And then they found each other, fell in love, and then they had kids. And then my cousins, uh, some of them were going to be priests and some of them were going to be nuns. Like, what a coincidence that my life is so involved in not me individually, but my family and my life is so involved in like, you know, faith-based lifestyles and they're involved in uh, St. Benedict's and they're involved in like the hard work you do and landscape, actually landscaping too. What a weird fucking coincidence, right? Yeah, so I guess nothing's impossible, but this was a really weird possibility, I guess, you know? Definitely. Super that, that's funny you say that because my fiance, she was actually considering being a nun herself, so it, wow. it just ties in more to, wow. to your story. I can't. I'm really excited because I, I hope someone, because I don't know if my family listens to this podcast very uh, adamantly, very frequently. Maybe that's the more proper word. Um, but I, it'd be very funny to have them listen to you, you say that because it's so it's such a parallel to what my, uh, you know, my grandfather did. My grandmother did very, very interesting. Very weird. Definitely. You know what this, this makes me think of is, um, this probably something I just want to encourage other people listening is, um, we have a lot of ties, a lot of connections here. A lot of th similarities is just that, um, a lot of you guys in the midst of your, your issues, your problems, when, when you are down, um, just know that you're not alone. Um, a lot of people are struggling, going through a lot of the same issues that you are. 
Um, and if you need help, don't, please don't be afraid to ask for help and practice humility. Um, it, it might just be that, that extra step that you need um, to bring you the encouragement you need to get out of that that hole that you might be in yeah. in a down place. You know, I, it's it's sometimes when I'm going through something. There's some instances where if someone said, don't worry, a lot of people are going through the same thing right now. Sometimes that makes me feel better, and sometimes that actually makes me feel worse. And I'll explain why. If it if it's something to do with, like, finances, or if it's something to do with, you know, like, um, you know, not everyone, like, there's not enough food at the grocery store, and, no, and everyone's, like, going hungry. Like, not that I'm doing that right now, but maybe someday. Things like that, things that are, like, um tangible things that are real physical i can feel it like whether it be money or food or like my car if someone says don't worry almost everyone you see out there is going through the same thing at least right now in history i'm like okay that makes me feel better but if i say you know i'm having a hard time finding you know my purpose or i'm like really depressed or i'm anxious or if if it's a problem that i have internally and someone says don't worry other people are going through the same thing that actually makes me feel more lonely. It makes me feel lonely when other people experience the same things I do when it comes to emotions. And I I think I might be the only person I know that feels that way because usually it's, you know, the reverse. You will be really depressed and you'll meet other people that are depressed and you'll be like, oh, thank God, I'm not the only person that feels this way. That actually makes me feel more lonely because I, and this is going to sound so conceited, like, oh, my I'm so sorry, everyone, that I'm I'm showing my colors, I guess. It, when I feel depressed or anxious or, you know, any of the horrible things you feel inside your head and someone says, I feel the same way or, or I'm introduced to people that feel the same way or someone says, hey, they all feel the same way, it makes me feel lonely because I don't feel, I guess, significant anymore. The way I feel, it's almost like it's been belittled. Like, okay, so I'm just another one. I'm just another one of them. So that makes me feel lonely. Now, listen, your problems are significant and you deserve help and you deserve to get better. I'm just talking about me as an individual for anyone listening. So isn't that weird? When we're talking about tangible objects, things that you lose, things that you don't have, your problems, and other people feel that way, I don't feel lonely. Thank God I'm not the only one. But when it's inside my head and I feel like something internally and I find out other people feel that way, it actually makes me feel worse. Is that not the weirdest thing? Is that weird? Do you feel that way? I don't. I don't. You know, know. You know what? Honestly, I, Mark, I want to say, I, I wish more people felt like that. With and I, I really, what that comes off to me is um, just being empathetic towards others. And man, if if I'm struggling, like I don't want them to struggle either. I think that's a beautiful thing, and I'm glad that you have that perspective. And I'm, I'm I love to hear that because no, but most people, it's like, man, I, things are going horrible for me. It's nice that things are going horrible for them too. Nice that things are going horrible for them too. What's that all about? Well, I, I, I can, so like I said, like if, if I was just talking to my girlfriend recently and you know, we're, we're going through it. Like we don't have any problems with each other, but you know, life is catching up with us and we're trying to figure things out. So when we talk about, let's not worry too much about finances. Let's not beat ourselves up because everyone has to go through this right now. I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't, I'm not, I don't feel too bad anymore. And it's not because other people are in pain. It's because I don't have to judge myself too harshly anymore, you know? So when other people are at the same level as I am, I don't feel like I'm judging myself too hard. But it's like, what I say, what did I say to you before we recorded? Or maybe while we recorded? You're 21. 
you're engaged and you have a business. Holy, what the hell, man? So that that now I have to judge myself. I'm like, fuck, fuck. I gotta, I gotta do way better now. Not that you're a bad influence. That's a very good influence you're having on people. So if it's material, I ju- I I don't judge myself. But if it's non-material, I do judge myself. And I, so, thank you for. I don't know if I'm making much sense to you. I know I'm making sense to me right now, and so I apologize to everyone else too. But you saying that you view me as I guess the opposite of conceited for whatever I said does make me feel better. So thank you for saying that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I just, I'm pretty sure I just lost everybody with whatever, whatever I just said. So let's let's keep going. <laughs> no, you're good. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I, I guess I was just thinking. Um, comparing, I guess in a sense, could be good when it comes to the motivation under things. Um, comparing yourself, like I don't know. Warren Buffett, man, look at where he's at, look what he's doing. Um, and maybe it can be some motivation, like, hey, I wanna I wanna get there too. I wanna work hard. What does it take? And um what does it take is a good question. Um, mm-hmm. look into what it takes, write it down and do it. Just go and do it. A lot of things, um a lot of the issues that we're having is we want it, but we're not willing to put in the work to go get it. And we need to make sure that we're putting in the work, putting in the time and r- write down your goals, <laughs> write it down. And and write down a plan as to how you're gonna go achieve it. Man, I I brought this up in my last podcast. I got to find a few. Hold on, what a coincidence! And I don't know if it's gonna translate perfectly. So. What do you got there? You got the Bible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I brought it out because I knew I was, we were recording today. It <laughs> says uh, now. So what you just said is like you actually have to uh, find a plan and put it into action. The uh, Saint James twenty. Uh, 320, whatever, uh, is, uh, it says faith without works is useless. So I think it's kind of cool how you say, uh, you know, and, and taking it away from faith, putting it into like a, a more real world, uh, business application, right? It's like you have, you could have a goal, but without an, a plan, without action, it's worthless. So I think that's a cool way to relate back to uh, religion into real life. I thought, I don't know. I thought that was cool. I wanted to sound cool. Hopefully I did a good job. Um, that's awesome uh definitely a lot of words of wisdom in that bible and i only got through the, some of the beginning of the old testament it's so hard it can be hard to, to understand but i'm looking forward to grinding through those gospels i i get it um piece and parts when i go to church on sunday yeah, but yeah. <laughs> well i didn't go through it i i didn't read it because i i enjoyed it i read it because i'm stubborn you know <laughs> like i had to i had to finish it it's uh, it's very hard to get through. Most of it is just names and locations listed for pages and pages, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. But um, I think my favorite is Job. I think Job is a really interesting one, and it's probably the most talked about in uh in comedy and the most talked about in um like non comedic settings. Um, that's my favorite. But uh, if you ever, you know. Once you, if you ever do, I'm not saying you have to, but if you ever read the entire thing, I'd love to know what your, your favorite is if you don't already have one, but, um, it's definitely hard to get through. It's definitely, definitely hard to get through. It's 800,000 words. Holy smokes. How long did it take you to get through that? Well, I, I stopped for a long time cause I, cause around October, um, or around September, October, the podcast got really, really, really busy. So I had I had to stop reading, and which because I I'd read like one to two books a month, and then I had to stop because the podcast got so busy. 
and I had to go to work and I still had to work out, right? Like we said, and I had to make sure I was hitting all my places. And so something had to give, I had to let go of something. So I stopped reading. Um, right. And so it took me two months to read the Old Testament um, and then a month and a half sp- spread out, by the way, not, you know, consistently, not like every day I was reading, but like another month and a half to finish the New Testament, um, which is embarrassing because the New Testament is only 345 pages, but I was doing so much that it took me forever. Um, so that's how long it took me. But like I said, I was, I was being really stubborn about it. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't have a good, good time. I would, I was in the dining room table and I looked like a crazy man with papers all around me and I was reading the Bible and my, I have a long beard and I looked like a crazy person sitting at that table for like four hours a day trying to get through these pages. Um, and then also writing down all these notes just cause like, I didn't want to, if I was going to read it, I didn't want to waste my time. I wanted to remember some of it, but it, it was rough. So it took, it took in total, I guess it would have to be uh what? Three and a half months. Yes. Okay, that's a that's long way to answer too bad. I like that you made a bunch of notes and sticky notes and all that on your, yeah. your Bible. That, that's something else I encourage for the readers is highlighting, marking up your books. So if you want to reread it, all you have to do is read the highlights and you get a quick summary yeah. of the good books. Well, I also I also wanted to underline and, and sticky note things that I disagreed with too. Or not things that I disagreed with, things that I thought were controversial mm-hmm. and things that – um you know, bothered me. So I, I wrote good, good and bad things down. But, um, cause I went into reading the Bible, like I said, not, not cause I wanted to have fun or wanted to be, you know, involved in faith, but because I was stubborn and I wanted to know, I wanted to have arguments for people. Cause if someone has an argument with me about the Bible, I wanted to be able to say, Oh, did you read the Bible? And they're going to be like, well, no. And I'm like, Oh, cause I did. <laughs> That's why I wanted to do it. Um, and I got, I mean, I got more, a lot more out of it than I thought, but, um, a lot of these sticky notes are not only, you know, good things I find very interesting, but they are controversial things that I'd like to understand better. Like a lot of things about, you know, slavery, a lot of things about, um, the way you treat women, the way you treat children. Um, but that's all the old Testament, most of it. And a lot of the old Testament is not followed by Catholicism. If I'm, if I, if I'm speaking correctly, I'm not too sure. But yeah, so that's kind of what I use it as a, a learning experience and a reason to argue with people. So kind of not the best intentions, but I got a, I got a lot out of it. So for sure, no, there's definitely a difference between the old New Testament. Um, I guess the New Testament seems like um, New Testament. They have a lot of Jesus speaking, a lot of quotes from him. So I think that's pretty cool, and I I look forward to getting into more of the the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, the Old Testament's a lot of um, stuff from from back when. And, and how the sort of things that went about that we may not practice now, um, but yeah, in, in the in Catholic faith, we we do um, we do teach and, and learn um, both the new and the old. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you learn about yeah. The learning lessons from both. Um, for example, I mean, the in the Old Testament says something about not eating something that crawls or with like hooves or whatever, and it, it yeah. talks about like not eating pigs, but like a bunch of Catholics eat pigs and that. So like, it's not there's certain things in the Old Testament that we're not doing in today's day and age. Well, um, I think it's um because the Old Testament is more geared towards people who practice, you know, the Jewish faith. Whereas I think the reason why uh, a lot of Christians and Catholics um, or anyone underneath the Catholicism, the reason why they read both the old and the new is because you want to know what the roots were to the New Testament. Right. Um, 
So it, it's not that it doesn't make sense, but um, definitely the Old Testament is more uh, for Jewish faith than um, any of, anything under Catholicism. But uh, do you have a favorite uh, quote, though, from the Bible or verse? <laughs> you know, I, I really often I go back to you can do all things through your strength. As you don't know how it was put in there or in the Bible exactly or verbatim, but and that's definitely what I like to go back to. You can you can do a lot of things through Christ who strengthens you. Um, and I also like I, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one goes through the Father except through me. <laughs> so I think that's I think that's pretty cool. Well, Derek, like I said, I said how this this is how it would go. We're coming towards the end of the show, coming towards the end of the, the episode. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of things that you and I could have talked about. A lot of things that we can continue to talk about, and a lot of things I'd like to talk to you about in the future. Um, you're you're definitely someone that if you're ever in New Jersey, I want you to stop by my place and record in studio. I don't know for what circumstance you'd be to fall in New Jersey of all places, but if you ever <laughs> find yourself here, you know, hit me up. I, because when it comes to I. I think everyone knows after listening to this, I really want to talk to you about religion because that interests me a lot. Um, and I really like how much we talked about it. I think we used our time wisely, and I think there's a lot to be, uh, you know, there's a lot left to be wanted. Like, there's, there's people are going to want to know more. I want to know more, and I think that's, it, that's why it's a good uh, reason to end now. So it allows people to do their own research, and it gives me and us a reason to continue this at a later date to do another episode. Um, but I really like the way we, we spend our time and whether it becomes from business or religion or if it's a lifestyle choices or discipline, you're on, you're on the right track and that's coming from someone that doesn't know what the right track is. So I'll take, I don't know how you're going to take what I just said, but I, you're very, you're very inspiring and I, I'm 24. So I think it's really cool meeting someone, um, not too younger than me, but younger than me, um, that's you know, figuring it out. It's not that you figured it out, but you're figuring it out. Um, I don't know, but I, I, I think that, I think that might be, yeah. What about you? Well, any, anything else you want to say? Uh, I, I just really appreciate it, Mark. And I appreciate the conversation. Hopefully our listeners got some value and um, look forward to the feedback. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Well, share this all around, let people know, post it on, you know, Instagram, tell your parents, tell your, your fiance, um, uh, whatever it is, and, I, and I'm going to do the same. I, you know, I hope people do get, you know, a lot out of this, and I hope people get a lot out of you, and I hope you achieve your goals. I hope you uh, achieve the goal of writing, of speaking, of you know, raising a family and having a good business. And you know, I I want that all for you. So, again, thank you for being on. And guys, I'm going to put all of this stuff in the description, whether it be you know links to his socials or if he has anything for you know his business um all of that whatever it is it's going to be down below um yeah th- thank you for listening i and i hope you got a lot out of this and um i i think that's about it so guys thank you so much and uh we will see you on the next one all right peace